0: Yeah yeah. Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Bosses only hang with bosses. Bosses never take a loss.
1: Bosses never Boss steady doing numbers. They
0: say my back against the wall, but I'm ten toes deep and I'm still standing tall. I'm way, way way up, These haters get their way up.
2: Yo, check it. Yeah, deep, here. What's up? I'm not freestyling, but this is another edition of the Out of My League podcast known as Justin. That's me. <laughs> I'm Sean. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> and as always, we are here to give you all the latest takes, sports debates, updates, and of course, the news. For sure,
0: man. For sure. How's everything? How's your weekend?
2: My weekend was good, man. Didn't do much for watching a little bit of college basketball. Mm-hmm. Obviously, caught up on the NBA trades yep. and that blockbuster NFL deal involving your team, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But other than that, man, it was relaxing, man. The weather was good. Got out. Got to hang with the boys. I hung with you, man. You seen me. Yeah. You, know, you know what my yeah. weekend was like. <laughs> we, was th- we was together basically <laughs> yeah. the whole weekend. Ate chicken wings, yeah. <laughs> bro. <laughs> watch basketball. You know what it is. For sure. <laughs> What's up, man? How you feeling, though? The wisdom teeth all good now? Yeah, man. You know, it gets achy here and there, but I'm good, man. I'm locked and loaded. No on Percocets? Nah, I'm nah, nah, <laughs> not on Future Style no more. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, mask is on. No, no mask off. <laughs> no mask off. All right, man, we got a lot to get into today because later on the show, we're going to have ESPN Titans reporter Teron Davenport on the show to break down our wide receiver edition of this pre-draft session. But for now, we're going to jump right into the NBA because the trade deadline has passed and there are a couple of trades. And a couple of buyouts. Give me your biggest winner of the trade deadline so far.
0: Yeah, I'm going to um, I'm gonna say two. Uh, so okay. f- my first team is the Los Angeles Clippers. Because as we reported or talked about last week on the, sh- on the pod, Rondo, we, we knew that they needed a point guard to really lead that team into the postseason. Because if you watch the Clippers, they have nobody to really get
2: these guys in their sets. Hey, man, I'm going to stop you right here because we deserve a pat on the back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clap it up for us. Clap it up. Hold on. <laughs> Breen. I mean, we caught it. Yeah. We literally caught it. Yeah. Yeah. We literally called it. But yeah, Rondo, man. Yeah, the I, I feel
0: like this is a perfect fit. Uh, they should have actually signed him in free agency before the season even started. I don't literally. know why
2: they didn't. Um, and the other thing is, I don't know why he went to Atlanta when <laughs> Trey Young there. He wasn't getting any minutes. He was yeah. just wasting away on the bench. And the Clippers actually had to give up more than mm-hmm. what they would have given up in the summer if they yeah. just would have signed him then. Exactly. But whatever. Who's your other one? Yeah, my other one is going to be the Denver Nuggets. Ah, okay. I feel like they okay. massively improved
0: because when when you look at the Nuggets, I mean, they do have Jokic in these guys, but the other thing is they're missing another big body. You know what yep. I mean? Another sh- shooter. You know, a sp- uh, you know, you got kind of got a, a stretch for. Yeah. Um, stretch you know, right. Aaron Gordon, I feel like mm-hmm. is a really really good fit for them. So they're they're gonna have firepower going to play playoffs.
2: Yeah, man, I like that. I think I'm gonna go with if it wasn't for the Nuggets, mm-hmm. since you already picked them, I'm gonna take the Heat. Okay. I think signing Victor Oladipo and not giving up hardly anything I think that was big for the Heat that's also another score I know he's been a little underrated lately yep. because of injuries obviously mm-hmm. very much so but I think he's going to give another aspect off the bench or in the starting lineup regardless of how he's played Yeah, he's going to definitely be able to come in and give you points and mm-hmm. give you buckets and play defense too because yeah. he can lock down as a defender give me your biggest loser of the trade deadline
0: I think we're going to you know agree on this one yes. it has to be the Boston Celtics oh for sure um they, they didn't do much. And the person, you know, the the player that they traded for,
2: exactly. Google him, Google him. <laughs> Go, him. Man's told us to Google him, and he went zero for ten. First debut. Ooh.
0: I think he played like thirty-five minutes with no, no stats, like zero stats. For, and played thirty-five <laughs> he, minutes.
2: Yo, getting zero stats across the board, no assists, no rebounds, <laughs> just vibes. <bops. laughs> What a loser. <laughs> nah, man, if y'all don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Evan Fournier. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I just thought that they needed a big man. I don't think that they addressed anything much. And I feel like for at least the last three years now, the Celtics are doing the same thing over and over guard heavy with Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, and then the rest are just decent role players, but no real inside presence yeah. to control the paint, get boards. And to just throw it down low and get a bucket to. And they just rely too much, I think, on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And Kimba, as much as I love Kimba, you know Charlotte. I'm from Charlotte. He's so inconsistent up and down, and he's injury prone, too. So, I mean, it's unfortunate. He's a bucket. He can get buckets. But I just don't think that they did anything to really – boost their team
0: yeah that's a franchise i'm watching especially the next year or so because i feel like they're kind of going in the circle right now i told you they're 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 going through the motions and it's
2: time for them to i said this a few pods ago i said i think they should blow it up per se just and i i don't know exactly what that means as far as just getting rid of all the players Mm -hmm. or just dividing the roster but i think if you keep tatum and And brown Brown, everybody else is expendable exactly exactly everybody else should be expendable yeah we also had a couple of buyouts: Andre Drummond, yep. Lakers; Lamarcus Aldridge, Nets. Nets. Is it a foregone conclusion that this is the finals?
0: No, um, because if Anthony Davis doesn't come back, the Lakers are in trouble. I mean, I don't, and I'm not sure they get out the West without Anthony Davis. Okay, this is um, this, this is interesting. This yeah. is interesting. And you know, obviously, nobody's going to see the Nets
2: in the East. I mean, nope, <laughs> at all. Nope. Even without KD right now. Exactly. Who, who also is starting to worry me with his injury because his deadline well, keeps just, getting pushed back.
0: Yeah, but he just he just started going in like four-on-fours and, and stuff like that. So he's getting back in a rotation. Yeah,
2: he's, Anthony Davis is not. <laughs> but it, it's it's odd to me. I, something's going on a little deeper, I think, in both injuries, especially AD's injury. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think they're hiding it well, honestly. Yeah. I think his is an Achilles injury. It is, yeah. I think his is an Achilles injury. Like, his is being pushed back almost a month. Yeah. KD's is being pushed back I want to say An extra week Week mm-hmm. and a half or so But at least Like you said He's starting to get in Four and fours now yeah. But the Nets really don't need him At all The Lakers are drowning And I think that's That speaks to what Steve
0: Nash was talking about The other day He's like we, You know It's a little bit more mild Than we thought You know We're just going to
2: give him A little extra time Whatever And it's, it's fine Because they don't need him Right now They don't They're still winning games right. James Harden even without Kyrie sometimes, James Harden is still finding ways to do it on his own. Yeah. Like, he's balling right now. For out sure. of control. And then when Kyrie's there, it's like, what can you do? Exactly. Like, yeah, if I'm KD, get healthy. Like, take your time. You don't have to get We there. just need you for the postseason, bro. Yeah. The, the Lakers, <laughs> however, struggling yeah. without, without LeBron and AD. Struggling. And I think they just dropped to the four. Yes, they did. They, yeah. they dropped to the four seed over the weekend. So, went from two seeds. I mean, the three seed to the four seed. Yeah and only a game ahead of the 5C, it's getting rough. Yeah. And LeBron is not coming back at least for a month, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. It's it's getting rough Uh, in L.A. An additional four
0: to six weeks, yeah. Yes,
2: it's getting rough in L.A., so I don't think that, you know, the Lakers are really going to manage without LeBron or AD because we've seen what's happened. Like, without LeBron, they've slumped tremendously. Yes. Like, before you know it, we're looking at them like, let's just go ahead and foreshadow they might be a 7C Mm -hmm. when he gets back. Yep potentially an eighth seed and end up in a playing game, Mm -hmm. which I won't be too upset about if they end up in the playing game because that'll get the Lakers, especially if LeBron and AD come back. The legs, yeah. Yeah, there's some time to get under their legs before the playoffs officially start, Mm -hmm. and I honestly don't mind playing the Jazz at all in the first (laughs) round. I'm not threatened (laughs) at all. Yeah. I've literally been saying this. I really think that the Clippers, I think the Nuggets, I think, Possibly even the Blazers can beat the Jazz in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm just not a believer in them. Got to show me. <laughs> you, I mean, you, yeah, you, yeah, you got to show me. Who's your MVP right now in the league?
0: Uh, it has to be Dame, um, Dame, or I mean, I feel like and you uh, brought man. somebody. You brought somebody up last week, and I'm gonna go ahead and go on that. It might be James Harden because
2: yeah, that, the, that's my pick.
0: The things he's doing for the Nets right now with the absence of KD and then the consistent absence off and on with Kyrie. And he's just keeping that team afloat. I mean, he's doing it, assists, shooting, I mean, scoring the ball. He's, and he's, he's literally elevating he's his game. He's leading
2: that team. Yes. Yes. And he said it. He says he deserves to be MVP. And Absolutely. rightfully so. I think he does. Agreed. Yeah, I think he does. And although Dame is balling, mm-hmm. like, I always think Dame is underrated and doesn't get the love that he deserves. And, you know, I love me some Dame. Shout out to Dame. Yeah. But I do think Harden right now is the MVP. For sure. Bigger signing over the weekend, was it Drummond or was it LaMarcus Aldridge? I mean, if I'm
0: being honest, neither one of these guys did much for me. Okay. Um, it's probably Drummond for the Lakers because mm-hmm. what you added is somebody that's going to score the basketball I think he's, he's
2: going to start. I'm pretty sure he'll be in the yeah, starting lineup.
0: Yeah, he's taking Gasol's place. Yeah. So, you know, somebody that's going to score the basketball, he's going to give you anywhere between probably like
2: 18 to 25.
0: Yeah. He's going to he's going to get on the boards. He's a,
2: he's definitely a walk-in double-double yeah. double for sure. I'd say averaging maybe like an 8, 10, 10 yeah. type thing. Yeah. If he can keep the Lakers afloat, I think that will be big. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it because the West is so much stronger than the East. Mm-hmm. I.e. We see James Harden keeping the Nets in that number one spot. Yeah. Like, they're still winning consistently. LeBron drops – you know, out with an injury, and the Lakers dropped four or six. Yeah, it's, so I don't know if Drummond's going to be able to keep them afloat, but I do think that one is more important as well. So I agree mm-hmm. with you on that, just because I feel like they needed Drummond more than the Nets needed LaMarcus Aldridge. Exactly,
0: because if you look at the Nets, right, you have. Yo, DeAndre Jordan, you you just signed Blake Griffin, who's going to be your stretch for? Seriously, how many roster spots and do And then, have? <laughs> and then you got Lamarcus Aldridge. Now, I think they I think they have another roster spot open right now. It's for me. It,
2: <laughs> it, it I'm it's for me. Ten day contract. I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm gonna do it, bro. It, it, it's got to be for me at this point. There's, they don't have any money left. They can't keep doing this. I get it. It was a buyout. They're not paying them a lot. A lot of people are yeah. going to them basically on the league minimum. Both of them on vet minimum. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. on the on the minimums. But enough is enough. <laughs> I want the last spot. KD, if you're listening to the pod, sign me. <laughs> or Nash. Either, either, either way. Either, either one. Do you think that's the championship series? No. I don't, I don't know if the Lakers oh, are going you were, to You're actually really worried about the Lakers. Yeah, beca- again, because if, a- if Anthony Davis
0: does not come back, the Lakers are not going to the finals. If he
2: if he does come back healthy. So that's different. Then Yeah, they're you going to the finals. Because I still it. think the Lakers are the best team in the West. Okay. Do you think that the Clippers really elevated to push, though? As yes. a top two seed? Yes. Okay.
0: Be- I'm, I'm telling you, the things that Rondo's going to do for that team is not going to just show up on the stat sheet. I'm telling you. The Things that he's going to do for Paul George mm-hmm. and Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. and these guys, it's going to be different, okay. And don't forget, they got a baka there, too. So, oh, yeah,
2: he's been, he's been out, he's been out for yeah. a few, he's been out with an injury, but yeah, no, I believe in that. Last question before we get off of NBA Do you think the Warriors are gonna make the playoffs?
0: No, okay, no,
2: we'll table this. <laughs> we'll table this. I think they're gonna get in the play in game and I think they're gonna win. I, you th- think, I think they'll win that play in
0: game. So, you think they're getting an eighth seed?
2: No, you have to. You just have to be top ten. Okay, yeah, yeah. To, for okay. the play, for the play-ins, remember mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, I think they can at least be top ten, and I think they'll win one of those playing. Okay. I think they'll win that play-in game. So it'll be interesting. So yeah. we'll see. On to college basketball right now, as we are currently potting. Gonzaga is blowing out USC. Yeah. <laughs> Baylor dominated yesterday. Mm-hmm. Michigan dominated Florida oh, State. State, which a team I was really <laughs> yeah, high on. Yeah. <laughs> you know your bracket. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Oral Roberts is gone. Yeah. Thank God. Oh my goodness. Shout out to Oral Roberts. No, 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 no. <laughs> we are done with Oral Roberts. <laughs> no. We didn't even know where that school was. Literally, last. we had last to Google week. it. <laughs> had to Google it. Had no idea. Are you surprised at how Florida State got bounced like that? Yes. Yeah, I know you were big on
0: Florida State. I'm watching the game. I'm just like Leonard Hamilton. Like you, you can see that they're 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 abusing you right now. Yes, like somebody they were, they making getting, an adjustment. They were
2: getting they were getting body. Yeah, they were getting body, and that that was a that wasn't Florida State's best show. No, for sure, that wasn't Florida State's. And best And it's almost showing.
0: like they couldn't score the basketball.
2: They struggled in the half court mightily. Well, the thing is, for me, Florida State, well, Michigan, more mm-hmm. so, always plays great defense. Yes, but Florida State's length should have gave them trouble and it was the actually the exact opposite yes so that's what really threw me off that game so yeah i'm a little shocked as well not shocked at what gonzaga's doing not shocked at what baylor did also not shocked at what houston did Mm -hmm. even though oregon state was probably one of the hottest teams coming into the tournament aside from illinois Mm -hmm. i just felt like houston plays great defense can shoot the ball and i just think that Everybody was kind of on the Oregon State train, just riding, just riding the wave. So they came back down to Earth, lost a close one. Unfortunate. Yeah. We got Gonzaga winning it all now?
0: Basically. Oh no,
2: actually, <laughs> no, Michigan. I got Michigan now. Got Michigan yeah. now? <laughs> you are gonna go everybody but Gonzaga. <laughs> I'm not a believer. All right, man. I really don't want it to happen because I wanted to see Kentucky do it mm-hmm. when they had the Harrison yeah. twins. I wanted them to be the only undefeated team and they lost to Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> Like, they lost also Wisconsin, so I don't want to see it happen, but if it does happen, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Carolina sucks, so. Michigan. How about Jawan Howard, by the way? Oh, amazing. Yeah. Jawan Howard has revamped that program. For sure. And they look good, and they're hyped. They're motivated to Mm -hmm. play for him. Like, he's a coach that I definitely want to play for. Oh, yeah. He was ready to throw the hands like two weeks ago. Facts. (laughs) Like, got ejected and everything. I'm down for that. Yeah, coach, turn up. Let's let's (laughs) square up. Let's let's get him. Let's get him. All right, man, on the football, because we had some draft trades happen Mm -hmm. with your team, the Eagles. (laughs) Hold on real quick. Guys, I don't know if you know, but on Twitter, (laughs) I just want to run through your tweets real quick. When Miami traded that pick to San Francisco, San Francisco jumped up, Mm -hmm. and you said, perfect, top three picks, all quarterbacks. That means we're either going to get Jamar Chase (laughs) or Pitts. And then, fifteen minutes later, the Eagles have traded. Sorry, my <laughs> my man said, "Well, we're not gonna get either." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you, you were so hurt. <laughs> Talk to me, man. What are y'all thinking in the front office? I mean, <laughs> you look disgusted. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's. It's, it's one of these things where, like, I was really upset at first. Like, I was mad because I'm like, Jamar Chase is like, he's
2: a difference maker. It's, it's only, Kyle Pitts is a different maker. It's, it's only better because your tweets are hilarious. Yeah. It's, you had the perfect, oh, this is perfect. This would be a perfect landing spot for Jamar Chase. Mm. he looked look real good in that gang green. <laughs> 30 seconds later, it's like the SpongeBob car shows up. <laughs> well, we're not going to get Pitts or Chase now. My leg. <laughs> I was like... Bro. Yeah, I mean,
0: you moved back six plots, um and you picked up an extra first-round pick and mm-hmm. an extra third-round pick. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get it from what they're trying to do. I mean, you're, you're probably going to end up with three or four first-round picks next year, which is an nice deal.
2: Albeit with Carson Wentz, that, as long as yeah. he plays. Yeah. yeah,
0: as long as Carson Wentz plays 75% yep. of snaps or 70% and the playoff burn. Mm-hmm. Either way. Um, as long as that happens, you'll get three first-round yeah. picks. So you got that you you're you're committed obviously to jalen hurts for mm-hmm. 2021 agree um you have carson Wentz coming off your books next year plus a lot of other players coming off your books next year a lot of dead cap uh being revamped in 2022 so you're looking at close to 75 million dollars in cap space in three first round picks so you can do whatever you want coming in the future um however at the sixth slot you mm-hmm. had your options of Jamar Chase. You had your options of Kyle Pitts, and those I don't know. Are if, two, I don't
2: know if Pitts would have been there. I, I I still don't know if Pitts would have been there. Mm-hmm. But I agree, at least one of them for right. sure. One of them was going to fall for there. sure. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I feel like you you gained the first round pick. That's cool. Mm-hmm. However, that first round pick is the Miami pick, which means if Miami does well, it's probably going to be in the mid to late twenties. So, you know, you're Give and take. right. So. If you're at six and you have a a potential game breaking, you know maybe Pro Bowl type player, player available to you, you gotta
2: take him. You have right? to
0: take him at that slot. And you know, there's a report that coming out this week that maybe the Bengals are taking him at five, which you know, it makes sense because him and Joe Burrow yeah, went to college together, went to school LSU, together, and Joe Burrow's apparently you know you know jumping on the table for him, you yeah. know selecting whatever. So if that happens, then it's all is forgiven. However. If Cincinnati does not choose Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts at five and Jamar Chase is on the table at six and the Miami Dolphins (laughs) with our pick takes Jamar Chase. I'm immediately going to the bathroom throwing up. (laughs) I will be sick to my stomach because I'm just like. So you're not on board with this. No, I, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I'm not loving. I'm not loving the move back. I mean, I know it's only six, six slides back, and I, based off what we know about the draft so far, the first, probably four picks are going to be quarterbacks. So the talent's going to drop down anyway. So you may have a, a an opportunity to grab a Devonte Smith, or Jalen Waddle, or a J.C. Horn, somebody like you that. You just felt like, but you, you just, have needs, right?
2: You have you have concerning needs that. Could have been addressed with the sixth pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have two playmakers, I mean, elite playmakers, which is
2: us. game changers, <laughs> right?
0: And I feel like that's a position that you've been you've been lacking playmakers for a couple of years now, and you're only really playmaker now that you traded away Carson Wentz. You have Zach Ertz, who's on the trade block as well. You only have Mal- You're down to Miles Sanders and. Um, Dallas
2: Goddard. Yep.
0: Those are your two weapons on offense right now, and that's not mm-hmm. going to get it done. You need more. And, you know, you add a Kyle Pitts to the offense, you add a Jamar Chase to the offense, we're talking about a different ball game. Mm-hmm. And now that you're at 12, you are leaving it up to chance because teams can always jump up and take who you sure. want to take. For sure. So it's going to be one of these things where it's going to be a waiting game, and if they know, like, Intel gets around the league of who's, you know, really hot on which team, of yeah. course. So maybe, the, you know, Howie Roseman, the general manager, is like, okay, we know who's going to be cho- chosen up until, like, pick eight or nine or whatever. For sure. And honestly, because you have so much ammo, plus you have 11 picks in this draft, even if you wanted to move from 12 to nine, you probably could. Um, Potentially. However, I don't, I don't know if that's. It all depends on who drops down because if if a Pitts, you know, drops down, Devontae Simmons drops I just, down. I just can't. See Pitts, Pitts is not going to make it. To I, nine. I can't
2: see Pitts making it
0: past seven. Smith may. Okay. Yeah, Smith, Smith, and Waddle for sure. We're going to talk we're, one of them. We're going to
2: talk about them in a few because yeah. Teron's about to join right. us here in a few. But give me this from a Forty Nine ers perspective. I feel like this isn't being talked about enough. They jumped all the way up to three, but they plan on keeping Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Bars. Do you think they're driving a quarterback right there? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You don't you don't you don't give up that many assets for not a quarterback. To me, you don't ju- you don't jump into the top three. Without a,
0: taking without, a quarterback. yeah, without yeah. taking a quarterback. They're taking a quarterback.
2: So do you think that new quarterback will start week one? See,
0: this is a c this is a, a question that I'm I'm leaning toward. No.
2: Cool. I'm gonna say yes, and okay. here's why. Okay. <laughs> I think if you jump up, you're have to. you going to draft a quarterback, mm-hmm. obviously. If you pick a quarterback that high, you're obviously very high on them. Mm-hmm. And you have a team in San Francisco who's built to win now. Right. You have a team with a great defense. Mm-hmm. You have weapons around you. George Kittle, mm-hmm. Brendan Iu. you have a great running game. Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, you have a great... Offensive genius yeah. over there. Great offensive line. Great offensive line. I, I feel like there's no time to waste. I don't think you, I, don't, I don't think you need to wean him into the system. I think he needs to get as many reps as possible because if we're trying to win now and he's your quarterback of the foreseeable future, yeah. I don't I don't think we have time to waste. And
0: honestly, this is really going to be dependent on whoever they select at three because if it's a quarterback, let's say it's you know you know Trey Lance, you mm-hmm. know you know Justin Fields, Mac Jones, it's going to be one of those three. Mm-hmm. So. Let's say you take I, Justin Fields. I think it's and, gonna be Fields about Yeah. Me. And if you select Justin Fields and he he you can tell in training camp OTAs, if they have him OTAs, mm-hmm. but in training camp OTAs and he's ready to play right now. What that will do, let's say you do you say, okay, we're going with Justin Fields, we're gonna ship off Jimmy G. Cool. So what that does is it resets the clock on your organization. So now you're you're having a quarterback on a rookie contract. Yep. And you now have flexibility because what Jimmy G does when you ship him off, it clears off 25 mil. Yep. So you can go ahead and sign whoever you want to sign. Yep. You did give away your two first-round picks for the next couple of drafts. So, did. you know, albeit, but you're taking, you know, maybe a game-changing quarterback to run your organization for the next five to ten years. So maybe that is worth it.
2: Okay, so tell me why he wouldn't start then if somebody drafted off the reel. Because I said he wouldn't. You were, you were leaning towards no. So tell me why you think they wouldn't start right away.
0: Well, it's for all the reasons you said, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like their window is open right now, and they have a championship team built right now. Right. And Jimmy G did take them to a Super Bowl. And I feel like <laughs> this is one of these things where if you have veterans on that team, and you, you have a squad that, you know they support Jimmy G. Honestly, their roster, the players around him support the player at at quarterback. I'm and, gonna go ahead and put this out here. I don't support
2: Jimmy G. Right. I, I think I think he's very much overrated. But well, he, well I'm saying it, the players on the yeah. team. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, we it doesn't matter what we think. Yeah. But Ga- he's a game. Yeah. He's a game manager. In my
0: absolutely. Eyes. He is. He's not. You know, I don't think he's you know special high echelon none yeah. of those things. But. If you're looking at how he pre- performs in that system with Kyle Shanahan and the things he was able to do with a healthy roster and when mm-hmm. he's healthy as well, that team wins. And you're right. You're right. you know, and I feel like you know Shanahan knows that, John Lynch knows that. So you know, it would not surprise me at all if Jimmy G is the starter okay, for the going? season.
2: Yeah. Okay. I I guess to me in my eyes, you just don't make such a leap in the draft to draft a quarterback that high. Mm-hmm. To let him ride the bench. When you when you know if you're drafting a quarterback right there, yeah. you're giving up all that, he is your quarterback of the future. Right. Whether you like it or not. Like he at least is going to be your quarterback of the future for two. Absolutely. Years, he better least. be. Yeah, he better be. Yeah. Or you, you can't just waste assets. Like exactly. That. So you don't have assets to waste. So in my in my mind, you don't have time to waste. Right. Get him on the field. But yeah, I mean, like I said, we'll see. All right, guys. Class is now in session yet again. And we continue our NFL pre-draft series with ESPN Titans reporter Teron Davenport. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Appreciate you having me on. Thank you for coming on, man. We appreciate you joining the pod. Yeah,
1: man. What's going on?
0: TD, what's going on, man? Tell me about these receivers.
1: Hey, I mean, there's a whole bunch of them, that's for sure. Um, It's another year of Baskin Robbins, right? Pick your flavors. (laughs) There's So many different ones. So uh, there, there's a lot, man. Like we, we could do three or four shows on, on the receivers. So
0: yeah, let's let's start with the top three receivers. You know, your Jamar Chase, your Devontae Smith, and your Jalen Waddle. Uh, give me kind of your rundown of how you would rank them one through three.
1: Yeah, well, I really like guys who get yards after the catch. I like strong receivers. I like guys who play with power. I like guys. Like Jamar Chase. Mm. So he would be my number one receiver. Okay. And it, it's it's no different than a few years ago when A.J. Brown came out and he was my number one back then. And mm-hmm. you see how that has worked out. Yeah. Obviously, you know, D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, those guys, Debo Samuel, they're all in the running. But, right. you know, I, I think Jamar Chase is so, so much similar to him just as far as just being able to play with power. And yeah. it's just funny because even today I was on University of Washington. I was on their pro day. Uh, virtual media mm-hmm. availability and I asked Joe Tryon about, you know, how not playing this past year, how he has become a forgotten man. And it is, it's just the same. And I think people forgot that Jamar Chase is really good at, at catching the football and <laughs> yeah. bringing it to the, to the paint, right. To the end zone. Right, And it, it just amazes me that, you know, there's, there's even a conversation about who should be the first receiver, but he is without a doubt the the, the top guy. Now, the thing with with Devontae Smith, I love smooth receivers too. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a big Marvin Harrison fan. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's as great as Marvin Harrison, but there are a lot of similarities just as far as the smoothness, cons- consistency with routes, yeah. making everything look the same. He go run a go route, run a hitch, run a post or a slant and it's all going to be pretty much the same release. I and mean, yeah. everybody has all these concerns about his size and everything his weight there we well go. you know there we go <laughs> I, I think if you can't get your hands on him it doesn't matter exactly. how, how big he is okay, or exactly. how small he is so that, that, I, I feel like he's he's a playmaker
2: yeah man i call him the smooth criminal <laughs> that's my guy that was gonna be my question to you because i know those concerns have you know risen ever since the college season is ending to me i'm like yo he won the heisman like this dude is really incredible but people are talking about that you know that 170 pounds i don't know if he's gonna make it in the nfl is he really gonna be an x-factor yeah. do you think he can still be an x-factor on the nfl
1: oh absolutely he could be an x-factor and he's one of those guys where you know, he may struggle a little bit with, with press, mm-hmm. but I mean he got to go against a guy that's pretty good in press every day in practice.
0: Exactly. That right. was
1: to be that's Patrick Sertan, the right. second. Mm-hmm. You know what that's I mean? True. So I don't think there's much of a concern as far as his weight and everything like mm-hmm. that. And you could still work him across the middle. I mean, I Deshaun, I mean, you, you've watched the Eagles all mm-hmm. this time. You've seen Deshaun Jackson work the middle of the field. Yeah. They run that that motion, and then he releases across the middle. Mm-hmm. He catches it after he clears yep. that's that first hash, and next thing you know, it's, it's curtains. Yeah, oh, so sure. it, it's possible. You could use that guy. All right. in very similar ways. I think he'll be fine. I, I don't have any issues with his weight at all.
0: Yeah. And you look at Devontae Smith is specifically against like someone like a Derek Stanley Jr., who's probably going to be the first corner off the board next year in that class. And also against J.C. Horn, who's going to be a first round pick as well this year. And I feel yeah. like you look at Smith and how smooth he is and the way, like you said, his releases are always the same. And that's what's going to get him to the next level, especially like in the NFL when, you know, you have multiple guys with all kinds of different sizes and kind of going in the mold that
1: way. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's the key is seeing him go against guys who, you know, are going to play at the next level. And that's something that I really like about him as compared to some of these other receivers that I still really like. But I always when I'm looking at guys, if I could get a chance to see him play against someone else who's going to play on Sundays. That's always a good good tool, a good thing to, to look at when it comes to evaluating players.
0: For sure. Before we get into all these other receivers, one last thing on um, Smith. I don't know if you saw the Alabama Pro Day today, but there are the few routes in there that he ran for Mac Jones. And when I tell you it looked like he was gliding, it was just, and I, I was watching, I'm like, man, this dude is the real deal. He's smooth. <laughs>
2: he's, 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 yeah. he's real smooth, like. I yeah. love him. I don't think there's anything to be hesitant on as far as the size, yeah. the weight. I mean, I think he's going to be fine. I mean, will he, will he struggle sometimes in you know press coverage, like you maybe, said? maybe, maybe not though. If you can if, if, he, if his break, if his break is as good as it looks, he's going to be able to get out the line and he has you beat him initially mm-hmm. off rip. So we'll yeah. see.
1: Yeah, without a doubt, and that's why I I made the Marvin Harrison reference, and mm-hmm. you know. Like, he's not smooth. He's smooth. You I got to use the V with it. Yeah. My bad. My that's bad. how he is.
0: That's funny. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. The next receiver I'm going to ask you about is Rashad Bateman. I love his releases. Love his releases. Tell me a little bit more about him.
1: Yeah, Rashad Bateman, I, I like him. He actually is one of, you know, outside of Chase, because kind of looking at this from a Titans perspective, because that's the team I cover, Yeah. I, I didn't really – it's funny, you know, I didn't rank, like, guys like Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. you know, Caleb Farley, you, you know, all of those guys, you know, Devontae Smith, yeah. Chase, those aren't guys that I, I, I know about them and I could break them down, but those aren't guys that I have in, in my rankings, so to speak. Right. Yeah. So I had to catch myself just now because I was about to say that Bateman is my top-ranked receiver, but as far as to Titans, he's my top-ranked receiver. Got oh, gotcha, you. Got and you. And I got you. I think you have to go back to his 2019 tape and and, and watch that Mm -hmm. because that's really where he showed himself. Because a a lot of people are talking about him as a slot guy. No, he's not just a slot receiver. He's a guy that could go on the outside. Exactly. He runs very smooth routes. I love the way he attacks the football. He does an an excellent job of always catching with his hands, which Mm -hmm. is why he's able to make a catch in traffic and get yards after the catch. You see him accelerating through the ball as opposed to slowing down and catching it. And that's why he's such a gag specialist. And that's something that a lot of the guys in the league, that's a reason why a lot of those guys are, are good at that. So he'll definitely transfer. I think having the inside and outside ability is, is always a good thing. Yeah, and, and that's something that that he brings because this past year, wearing number zero, no tolerance, you know, <laughs> that's, uh, that's why he wore it. Um, and I thought that was really cool. But just wearing that number, he did a lot in the slot. But he is actually, one of those guys where it's like okay i wish i could have seen him go against some some more top level cool. nfl yeah, talent I got you. and we, we didn't get to see that but i still think that he transfers very much so and hey his pro day is on wednesday uh that guy you know at, at the exos thing ran a 438 Jeez. can't really question his speed either oh my
0: god <laughs> fly flew yeah <laughs> i feel like you know you look at bateman and he, again, he does have that inside outside ability. And honestly, if you wanted in the West Coast office, he could play that X receiver. If, if I'm looking at it, because his ability to run routes and really separate at the top, I feel like he's able to carry that as an X receiver.
1: No. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's actually where I've projected him. And that's why I have him as one of the top guys for the Titans. And it's really interesting because the guy they signed, Josh Reynolds, could, he's he's mm-hmm. an X, yep. you know, but he could also play slot as well. So. If they get Bateman, it'll be – I'm curious how they'll mix all of that up. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown can play the slot too. But, yeah, absolutely. I, I see him as an X, but he has the ability to play all three. You know, he, yeah. could, he could be a slot guy. He could play the Z as well because he's always willing to to go in and, and make the plays across the middle. Um, we'll see how he would do as far as being able to hold up as a blocker. I think it, it's something that – you know – he has that in him. He yeah. has that in him. And I'm looking, I'm going to be talking to him in the, in the coming weeks. And I really want to All ask right. him about that. Just that want to, because that's, that's what it starts with blocking. You know, yeah. and if you're going to be a Z, you got to go in there and dig out safeties. Mm-hmm. You got to get motion down and, and crack on the linebacker and those mm-hmm. type of things. Yep. And that's a lot of ability, but most of it is like, do I want to do it? And if the answer is yes, <laughs> then you can.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And if I, if I, I know, I don't know if you're a comp guy, Teron, but if you had to give him a comp, I look at him and I'm saying he runs Ross to me and he's very similar to like that kind of Keenan Allen flashes a uh-huh. CD a little bit, a CD lamb a little bit just in in terms of how they play. But I see a lot of Keenan Allen in this
2: game.
1: Yeah. You know, when I watch him and, and it's more than just because he wears 13 also, yeah. I, I see uh Michael Thomas just with yep. a little bit of yard catch ability yep. you know right. and that's mm-hmm. I, like, and, I, like and that it, I like that the thing that's tremendously underrated about Michael Thomas I will put his hands against almost anyone else in the league yeah and you know like I don't really like Michael Thomas as a player mm-hmm. but one thing that does, that dude does he will catch that rock you for know what sure. I mean so uh, I later. I I make that comparison for that reason because that's one thing Bateman will do is he's going to snap it out the air
0: yeah for sure the next receiver I'm gonna ask you about is Terrence Marshall out of LSU.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's a big body receiver. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's interesting watching him. He popped a bit. You know, watching LSU, uh, I really loved LSU that that championship year. Watching all those guys, oh, you man, know, Jefferson great. And, and Marshall <laughs> flashed, and obviously Chase. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I I like the way he's able to create separation with his body. Yeah, and to give you a comp. I, if you want that, Deshaun, I would say Alshon Jeffrey yep. There's a very similar, bigger. And, and the, the other thing that's very similar with them is just in watching them play and watching them throughout the game, their mannerisms. Sometimes it seems like they'll check out. Mm. And when you have a guy like that, you you always and most receivers are like that. Honestly. Yeah. And that's why you'll see the first couple series. You got those now routes and those different type of things where they try to get the receiver the ball quickly because mm-hmm. that's just. If you don't get a guy involved, sometimes they will check out. And I've seen that with Marshall. So I'm curious how that will transfer. Mm -hmm. And When I say I've seen that, I've seen a little bit more with with him. So I still think he's a first-round talent. Now, I don't know if he'll go in the first round, but, you know, my big thing with him is just that big body. And he has speed, too, with him. And that's that's always a a plus when you could, you know, get vertical – and use your your body to to get that position but also catch it and run away.
2: Got him. Yep. And I was going to ask you about that because you brought that up as a concern that you see. Do you think other scouts are seeing that as well and will that hinder him from potentially going as high as he should?
1: I think scouts will definitely in personnel folks. I think they'll see that
2: okay, as far as as far as him like checking out mentally if he, you know, if he gets taken out of the game or something like that as far as even defensive wise.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. I, I like I was saying, I, I think they'll they'll pick up on that and they'll see that. But those are things that you work through during the interview process, and okay. sometimes okay, you you could gauge and even with with me with what I do on my show, my mm-hmm. talking with t- that show, there are certain guys you talk to them and you come away like, yo, that dude, he absolutely loves football. Yeah. Or you come away like, okay. yo, nice. tag that dog, you mm-hmm. know. And I, I think that's that's something that that these personnel folks. And GMs, et cetera, are going to be able to do when they sit down and talk to these guys, maybe not face to face, but those virtual ones.
0: Yeah. And while we're talking about all these virtual workouts and things like that, Teron, could you kind of shine light on what the process is while evaluating talent in the COVID era? Because I feel like it's you know, you're still gathering the same information you would like you would if you're scouting a player and, you know, the area scouts and things like that, but also the virtual pro days and like, you know, tuning into the, like the, the virtual, like media sessions and things like that. Can you uh, kind of shine light on that as well?
1: Yeah. Are you talking about like the way I'm doing it? Or are you talking about the way the personnel people are doing it? Uh, give me a little both. bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Okay. Well, like for me, the, the way I'm doing it is, you know, you don't have the full NFL. Combo. Yeah. Opportunity to really feel a guy's energy. Like last year, I asked Marlon Davidson uh, uh, about, you know, being able to to win on reps and, and just, you know, what is it about him that had, that makes him a dog? Mm-hmm. And he gave me an answer and he was talking about, I am going to come back and whoop you again and then again and then again. And he kept <laughs> going and social media went crazy with it, yeah, you know, so yeah. you could feel the energy. And, mm-hmm. and that's something that, you know, you don't really get being able to, you know, having to do a lot of this stuff virtually. So that's something, True. not being able to go to a lot of these pro days because travel is limited. Yeah. So you're not seeing the guy run in person. Because that's one of the things watching uh, Kadarius Tony, mm-hmm. seeing him in person and seeing how quick he was at the Senior Bowl, it, it changed my perspective on him. Because when you could see it live, that's when you could really understand. So that's, yeah. that's how it's changed for me. As far as uh, with, with the personnel people, you know, a lot of it is going back to 2019 tape. And I, I mentioned Joe Tryon earlier. Mm-hmm. And you, you look at uh, Levi ons you look at um, um, Elijah Moden you know, Keith yeah. Taylor Jr. These are all guys that are outstanding players. But in the case of, of Joe Tryon, he didn't play at all because he, he opted out. So right. now you got to go back to the 2019 tape and you got to watch that. So there's a little more research that goes in to, uh, you know, know some of these guys that that opted out but then also from a scouting perspective i know some of the teams what they've done because as i said travel was limited they would have a guy if if he was in north carolina and you you know clemson just happened to be playing north carolina Mm -hmm. or let's let's not say north carolina if he was if he was in the coastal carolina area right and byu happened to be playing coastal carolina that scout would be there and he would scout the byu players Because they may not have a guy out there on the West Coast scouting that. So there's a lot more cross scouting and those type of things. But then I I think it's really important that, you know, from what I've been told, the in-person ones. And that's why the senior bowl was so big, because you do have cases where guys come into the league and they can't handle it. And, you know, you can't always tell that up front, Mm -hmm. i.e. Isaiah Wilson. Yeah, that's true. You could kind of talk to a guy and just just get a feel for where he is. And there's just something about the face-to-face opportunities. And those meetings, by the way, are typically, you know, 20 minutes, sometimes even 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So that's a real opportunity to put a guy on the board. Like, you could really pressure him. Hey, you know what? This is what we do in in this situation. You draw the play up and you do like Mariucci on the path to the draft show, right? (laughs) You, you, You turn the board around and you talk to him about something else. You say, hey, draw that play. And yeah. that pressure is just different when you have that in person as opposed to on a, a, a computer screen. Yeah, that's really good insight. I have
0: two more receivers to ask you about, Teron. Uh, one is Dwayne Eskridge, oh. and the other one is Yami oh. Brown.
1: Yeah, yeah, Dwayne Eskridge, man. I That that guy is uh, another one of those dogs. Yeah. Man. I, I love the fact that you know Eskridge at, at 5'9", 180, 190, whatever he is, mm-hmm. That guy, he will go block. <laughs> yeah, he runs slants. He works on the outside. I really love the way he works on the outside, and, and that's something that you don't typically see from a, a receiver that size. But he does a really good job with it, and he's explosive. You know, you see him catching slants, and he's housing them. You, yeah. you know, and that's something that that you always like about a guy. Then he can play the slot. Uh, I, I don't know. If a lot of people know it or not, but he played running back in high school. Well, we talked about Mm -hmm. that when I had him on my show. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's an excellent thing because when you do that, you are naturally able to convert to a running back when you catch the football. That's something that not all receivers are able to do. So that's why you see him get those yards after the catch. Very explosive. He adds value in the punt return, kick return also. So he's a really good player. And he's another one that's just kind of flying under the radar. But he's he's another guy that seeing him down at the senior bowl and working at one on ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's legit, for sure. And uh, Yami Brown. Yeah, well, I mean, you talk about a deep threat. <laughs> it, it doesn't get much better than him, <laughs> yeah. you, you know. And that's that's really what he brings to the table. And you, you know, the thing that I like is just like his ball skill. Mm-hmm. You know, he tracks the ball really well. So not only is he you know a rocket getting off the line of scrimmage, he's also really good at accelerating to the football and that's what makes him such a a, a great deep threat you yeah. know and he has solid size i'm not sure what he ran um I, their pro day i believe was yesterday mm-hmm. or two days uh, it was it was at I think some it was point recently, yeah. within last week yeah i'm not sure what he ran but you, you know to me that's not really important right. because that dude is just somebody that when he puts on the pads he's fast yes. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yes and, and you got it like that and he's solid against press too so uh, I, I think he's a guy that, that's not really getting a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. The one thing I would like to see is just how, and I'm not going to say he can't do it. I want to see how, I want to see how well he could run the full route tree. Cause you know, North Carolina, they didn't really have to to do too many intricate routes, especially yeah. with him, with the vertical threat that he brought. <laughs> very yeah, ba-
0: very basic they, routes. They probably Carolina. ran about three or four routes <laughs> in North Carolina. Very basic routes. Yeah. and I want <laughs> I want to circle back on uh, you saying uh, you talking about his uh, getting off press because I feel like there are times where he's strong enough to get off press, but there's there's a willingness, you know, there's an attitude there, and I feel like there's off and on you can kind of see how he doesn't want to maybe. Exert all that
2: effort to do yeah, it. Yeah, and I, you know, talk to me about that. <laughs> it's the it's the dog, man. That mentality that we've been talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes it, you know, and, and that's the thing. You know, to be a successful receiver, you have to be an alpha, and you yeah. have to have that's real. I just, like that. the dog has to be in your DNA, and <laughs> I, I think you know. You look at all those guys. Like everybody acts like Julio Jones is so nice. Watch him throughout a game. Watch him on the sideline. <laughs> he
2: looked angry not, the whole time. He, he looked angry exactly, the whole time. <laughs> exactly.
1: And even Larry Fitzgerald, you know, funny story, right? Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. He's he's a guy that has all the talent in the world. But I I would like, and I've told him this. So it's not like I'm saying this without him knowing. Yeah. Cause I've literally sat down and we talked. And I I, I would love to see him be a bit more of a dog. Mm-hmm. Because when he shows that. He has the type of games that he had this year. Right. right? And, and it's funny that the story is because I would always tell him, you hey, know, Corey, man, how did you go a full game and only get two targets? You know yeah. <laughs> Like, you're not letting them know, give you the ball. And he would always tell me, yo, I'm not trying to be a diva. So I said, all right, well, I got a story for you, Corey. You heard a TO, right? And he said, yeah, of course. I said, mm-hmm. okay. Well, when he broke the record for most receptions in the game, the 49ers won the game. He broke the record for most receptions in the game. And despite them winning, you know who was on the sideline throwing a fit because he wasn't getting enough targets? Jerry Rice. And I said, Corey, you think Jerry Rice is a diva? He said, No. I said, Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's just something. Receivers, that's you demand the football, you know, and that's a yeah. part of being a dog. And even as you mentioned, to get back to what you were talking about as far as the checking out part of it and not wanting to Exert all the yeah, physical all nah, that that's, effort. You got it. You got, it. and even on blocking plays, because frankly, blocking plays—that's your opportunity to really get back at yeah. at those corners. You know, for how physical they may be. You know, after you catch the football or tackling you or anything like that.
2: No man, I want to see a good crackback. <laughs> not run a run a cornerback over. <laughs> one more thing about <laughs> one more Pan thing kicker. about <laughs> honestly, man.
0: one more thing about Brown. People are throwing a lot of comps out on him, and one of those is. Nelson Aguilar. Now, I know Aguilar is one of your guys. Tell me if you think that's an acceptable
1: comp or not. I <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know that I would say that because I think Nelson is just different because, you know, the one thing about Aguilar that just kind of goes without being mentioned is he's tough to tackle. Yeah. That dude, like, he's not big, but if, if you're going to tackle him, you, like, you better bring it or else he'll wiggle his way out of out of your your tackle attempts, So yeah. I I don't really see that with with Brown as mm-hmm. much. So I'm not going to say that I I really I can't I can't really put a comp on Brown to be honest
2: yeah. with you. I'll take that. I got a question for you. Give me one wide out that you think is falling under the radar but shouldn't be in this draft. That people are basically just sleeping on.
1: <laughs> wow, man. I, I could I could give you like 7, well, but uh <laughs> g- g- give us 3. <laughs> I, okay, I, yeah, give, me, three. give me your, your main <laughs> that, th- your main three. <laughs> M- main three. Uh, first, I'm going to mention Cornell Powell. And I-, I-, I think, you know, we talk about having that dog in him and mm-hmm. we talk about, you know, mm-hmm. being a guy that that, you know, is an alpha. He's definitely that. And it's really interesting. Jim Nagy, the executive director of the senior mm-hmm. Bowl, he made the Sterling Sharp comp. And mm-hmm. that is, that's, that's major. Yeah, now, I-, I don't know. How I would go there. But I get what he's saying because That's of the power name. that he plays with. Yeah. And he's a very good route runner as well. Mm-hmm. If you want to see an example of his routes, I actually posted it on Twitter. You look at that Ohio State game um, last year. Uh, or actually, yeah, this, this past year. You know, he, he cut Sean Wade up. And Sean Wade is a pretty solid corner. Yeah. Man. But he cut him up. I'm talking about put him in, not the blender, he put him in the ninja. Oh. Oh, he was all over the place. He, in the the ball. Ball. he put him in the bull. <laughs> he put him in the bull. Yeah, he had him in the bullet. Man. <laughs> he's a very consistent pass catcher. Another inside, outside guy. I yeah. project him more on the outside. But, yeah, I really like Cornell Powell. All right. um, from there, I'm going to go with another guy at X, and that's Josh Palmer. Okay. And you, you could watch the Alabama game. Mm-hmm. He got down against Sertan and those guys. And he's a really good deep threat. Uh, for, for Josh Palmer, think like Marvin Jones, like that type of receiver mm, that, yeah. you know, he's not going to look real good on the track, right? And, and you're not going to look at him, run the 40 and say, oh, he's a burner, but he is one. Yeah. And just because of his releases, I talked to him. He told me that Devontae Adams is one of his favorite guys to watch. And he actually watched his film and took it to the Senior Bowl and was working some of the releases that Devontae Adams did. And he was – Palmer was killing the guys in one-on-one <laughs> with the releases, like the crossover release. Yeah. And he got – you know, he got busy with that. Man. And then the other thing, he does a really good job stacking receivers mm-hmm. or stacking corners, yep. you know, and, and, and just – uh, an excellent job of making sure that he leaves that that boundary like that that cushion mm-hmm. that pillow for the the quarterback to drop the ball into. so they could fade to the sideline yeah. and bring it in inbounds you know and i i like josh palmer a lot um who else uh kate johnson and <laughs> no one's talking about him from south dakota state yeah but that dude is he's legit you could watch the minnesota game against st juice he got down there but um He's a returner as well. He can play the side. He can play the outside. He's not ultra fast, but he's quick, and he's a guy that has really good acceleration, which is why he's a pretty solid returner. Yeah. And his kick return and punt return. And uh, when I talked to him, it was really interesting. I, I made the Doug Baldwin come, hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and he, he said that he actually heard that from a few scouts, but they also mentioned Tyler Lockett. So, you know, you're getting a guy that, He's not the biggest, but he he's able to to work out inside or outside, and I, I like that about him. You can run slants, you can run the jet sweeps and the rounds, all of those type of things. So, those would be three guys. But I mean, there's there's a lot of receivers in this class that aren't getting the attention they deserve. You, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and hey. I just uh, wonder what the scouts and the personnel folks think about them, and we'll see come draft time.
0: Yeah, this is definitely a really, really rich wide receiver class. I know yeah. you came on and you talked about receivers. I do have one tight end, and you you mentioned him earlier, Kyle Pitts. And tell me yeah. exactly, I know he's a weapon, so I'm not going to even label him a tight end, but I know that you have <laughs> clips on uh, that you have talked about about Kyle Pitts and kind of where he will fit in on in the NFL uh, game plan.
1: Yeah, Kyle Pitts is, is, is you know, <laughs> I think of that. I think of uh, T.O. when he was talking about Tony Romo getting over criticized. He was like, it's not fair. Yeah. That's, that's, really, that's that's what it is with him, man. It's not fair because there's so many things that you could do with him. And it's just it, it's crazy because, you know, you could put him in a slot. He'll win. You mm-hmm. put him outside. He'll win. Or you want to play in line. He'll win. He does everything that that you could want. And he's a vertical guy. He's big. You know, he's a Philly guy. So, you know, he got that, that toughness, you, you know, yeah. and that, that mindset that, that you need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I, I can't really – there's not really much more to say about him. I mean, he, it's, it's very clear what he does. Just flip on the tape. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'll sure. see him going in motion and, and running streak routes. You'll see him, like I said, lining up in, in the slot, you know, as a flex mm-hmm. tight end and, and releasing up the field. Given, and that's the other thing. He he has nuance with his routes too. Yeah. you'll see him like lean to the outside, stick his foot in the dirt, and explode to the inside on the post. And he does a lot of things that a wide receiver would, would do. And just to kind of mention, uh, Emory, you know, Emory mm-hmm. Hunt for football game plan. Yeah, he he actually <laughs> said that he reminds him of Plaxico Burris, and I could absolutely see that. And and you, you know, a team could use him as a wide receiver and and be just as as potent.
0: Yeah, we had a we had we actually had Emory on last week to talk about the quarterback (laughs) class and we talked about you guys' conversation you know last year around this time about Jalen Hurts and all that Um, but yeah man this is and I I talk about uh, Kyle Pitts here and I look back at at Kyle Pitts and he kind of and I'm I'm looking at you know the old uh, you know Saints offense with Jimmy Graham and how Lethal that offense was, and you know they mm-hmm. they lined Jimmy up all over the formation when he was with the Saints. And I'm kind of looking at Hopkins. I'm like, he's faster than Jimmy Graham. He runs better routes than Jimmy Graham. He's going to be a problem in the league.
1: Yeah, and he he's coming into the league as a more developed player, right. right? Jimmy Graham was was power forward, exactly. You know what I mean? He just basically used those skills, and that, that's absolutely right. I mean, that's a that's an excellent comp. And he, you know, Jimmy Graham just to to speak to the wide receiver part of it remember when it was time to get franchise tagged, and he wanted to be tagged as mm-hmm. a receiver. Wide receiver yep and his argument was the amount of snaps he took there exactly so i could definitely see that for sure i think that's going to
0: do it for us man i really really appreciate you coming on the show um, and talking, you know, give
2: us the good knowledge for the people. <laughs> Yo, I'm not going to lie. You the man. Like, you the man, man.
1: Uh, I appreciate Just, it, man. Drop, drop it's always the knowledge. fun. Yo, bef-
2: before you get out of here, what are the Titans going to do, man? Y'all going to win the division or not? Or are the Titans going to win the division? Excuse me.
1: Hey, I I think so. I, I think they have a, a good shot. It's them or the Colts. And yeah. I you know, I, I don't know that if, if I'm the Colts, I trust, trust
0: Mr. Wentz, Wentz yeah. you, you know,
1: to <laughs> completely – uh, have the 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 mind turn around after what happened last year so mm-hmm. i i think so i, I it's just really going to depend on you know how that offense is able to replace john smith as well as, as Corey davis and yeah. they kind of work to replace davis but you know brevin jordan i think his name needs to be called at some point <laughs> on day two <laughs> so they could uh, you know help replace john smith <laughs> That's
2: real. Always a pleasure, man. We appreciate you joining the show, man. You have a good one.
1: For sure, man. You guys take it easy. Uh, you do the same, man.
0: Man, that was a a great, great recap of the wide receiver class. He gave us a lot of great names to look at.
2: And we talked about, you know, the top receivers in this class. I'm starting to wonder, how do we find these guys? <laughs> like We just luck up with knowledge. Yeah. We, we just luck up with knowledge. That was amazing. Yeah, I love his breakdowns. I love all the series that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I even love how he just went in depth about him talking to them and seeing where they at mentally, as far as the dog in them, if they really have it yeah. and then just breaking down where they would fit. And he's just incredible, man, him, incredible. Emery, mm-hmm. incredible. So appreciative. So thankful for both of them. joining the podcast to break them down. Yeah. We have another guest coming on next week. Uh, Andrew, when will it end <laughs> <laughs> the fun never stops <laughs>
0: Andrew DiCecco joins us next week to talk about the DB class so you're going to want to uh, you know, join us for that show because it's going to be really good because this is a really really deep class of DBs a really deep class of wide receivers also so we're we're giving you guys a lot of good knowledge on this pod
2: for sure, for sure, I think that's all I got man I agree, you, you good? I'm you good, good. <laughs> want to thank y'all for tuning in, thank y'all for listening always a pleasure thank T- to Ron again mm-hmm. for coming on the show. Thanks to Emery as well coming yeah. on last week. Shout out to all the essential workers, all those still pushing for change. Black lives matter. They always will matter. And shout out to all the women out there with just two le- two days left, excuse me, in women's history month.
0: Yeah, man, shout out to the queens. Guys, Subscribe, like, share, post us, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and any other platform you listen to us on. We are there. Out of my league podcast. We are out here. We've been getting great reviews. We're getting great numbers coming in. So it's been a really, really good process for us.
2: And we definitely have all the knowledge. If you didn't know, now you know. Out of here. You're Dumb the
1: It ain't no
0: debate. No way, ain't no escape. Big dog eating off the plate. Cool breeze, moss with the same. Flexed up now, John Cena. Rocked up more than Serena. Wife of baddie looking like Nia. More drip, more than a leader. I'm at the wood I said I would get. No mediocre, I'm feeling like Tip. Sound like to me, we got us a hit. They can't even drip line. So savvy as a swag daddy. Red eye flights out to Cali. Holding bags looking like a caddy. Penthouse vibes, no addy. This is the wave to give them no feeling. Rappers be capping. And no, I don't feel you. Feel like the man when I walk through the building. Too many scars and spiritual healing. I got a million dreams.
1: I got a million schemes. We going crazy. We going crazy. We got the winning team.